Welcome to Get Jashed, a conversation series where guests share their stories and how they learn, deal with, practice, screw up, and rise in leadership and communication. I'm your host, Jess Jash, founder and head creator at Jay Lee, where I help impact positive change in high performance teams. I believe there is more than one way to do leadership and communication, so here we are. If you want to know more about how you or your team can work with me, head to j-lee, that's l-e-i-g-h dot com dot au. In the meantime, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hello, welcome to the podcast. This week, we are talking about something really simple and practical, but can impact and change your energy levels and your state like nothing else. (laughs) And that is how we perceive time. Not in the sense of anything too existential, but in a really practical sense in terms of how we perceive the time that a task, let's call it a task, something that we might need to do or schedule, how we perceive the time that it takes versus the time that we schedule. So I, on one of the leadership immersions that I got to hold, this one was at the beginning of the year, I got to have a really robust, like, excellent conversation with my client around this because it is a really, really useful realization come to. And it's something that I see in a lot of corporate um, areas where they are almost, well, <laughs> I was going to be delicate about it, but there a lot of corporates that, not all of the ones that I see, but I see a lot of corporates who are in the rut of overscheduling their staff with meetings. So this was something that I noticed come on at the advent of COVID where everything went online, all the meetings became Zoom meetings or Teams meetings and they were all online. So it became this, it became really easy to slip through the cracks before boundaries were put up or even aware of, it became really easy to go, okay, well, you've got space in your calendar. Let's book it out. All of that time is available time, which means a half hour meeting, which is never a half hour meeting. So let's say a half hour meeting that is from nine till nine thirty. Then there's an hour meeting scheduled from 9.30 to 10.30 because you should be done and you're at your desk still because you're online. So all you need to do is click out and then click back into this new one, except that half hour meeting goes over and then you're late for the next one and so on and so forth throughout the day, all day, every day. We're now in the third year of the pandemic. So we know that that is the issue. If you're hearing me and you're feeling a little something about that, you know that that is the issue. That is the challenge that maybe not you or maybe not your workplace, but that is the challenge that I believe many of us have witnessed in some way or another, either personally or second-handedly over the last three years in particular, possibly in some cases even before. The trick comes down to how we value our time and I again like because we talk here about like I value my time this is how much my time is worth la 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 but 
how we value our energy in our time. So it's a practice of going, okay, I have this hour-long meeting. What do I need to do to prepare before it? And how long does that take? So I have this hour-long meeting at 3 p.m. What do I need to do to prepare before it? Oh, I need to read over this thing. I need to, you know, not be rushing from this to the next because this is an important one. Every meeting, you know, like everyone deserves your energy and attention in the time scheduled for them. So how do you give that to them? Okay, cool. I need at least half an hour. Okay. So really the time block out should start in that instance at 2.30, not at three when the meeting starts. Then how long do you need after to settle to do any follow-up emails or notes to follow up on the actions that the meeting set about? whether you're a manager or a leader of someone in that meeting or you have a to-do list or you wanted to, you you promised them you would review what you guys spoke about and actually think about it, especially as a leader, this part is important so that your people feel considered because they deserve your time. So, oh, you need at least half an hour. Great. So the blocked out time doesn't just go till four, it goes at least until 4.30. So for an hour long meeting, it is no longer from three to four, it is from 2.30 to 4.30. Seems simple, but it's not always easy to implement. And it's sure as hell isn't easy to remember when we get caught up in the hustle quote-unquote productivity slash busy as hell train because it makes us feel like we're achieving more by having more scheduled in or we don't have boundaries set up or we're afraid to say no because we don't know what people will think of us whether it's our boss or our colleagues or our clients as a coach when I schedule in my clients, when I schedule in any of my sessions, because I do a variety of different things, I never schedule them back to back. And this is even before really becoming cognizant of, you know, how much time does an hour meeting really take, you know, based on what's needed, what we just went through before I really became cognizant of that as a factor. I never did because, A, I hate the feeling of feeling rushed. I hate it. I don't want it. But I also don't want my clients to have that. So if I'm sliding in sideways, even into like a, a Zoom meeting, a Zoom session, and then rushing out of there right on the dot, I have boundaries. Yes, like our time is up, anything else, all of that. But rushing out of there on the dot so that I can slide in sideways to the next one, who is being served well there? The answer is no one. Nobody is being served well there because there is no space for me as a space holder, as a leader in a sense, to process, to make proper notes, to shift my energy in between clients, in between sessions, to close it out properly, to begin it properly, 
to be punctual, to honor the time and the energy of the person who is showing up with me, to honor the time and the energy and the investment of the people who work with me. So this is why when you are in a workplace, having this awareness can really be helpful when you are scheduling. And this is also why if you're a business owner who works with sessions as a service provider, having that awareness of what energy really serves your clients and setting that boundary for you and for them. And this will mean that, yes, we, we take that into account when we're pricing things. But it's important. We take that into account when we're pricing things because our energy is more valuable to our people than the time itself. And by that, I mean they could have an hour-long session and that is valuable in itself, but my energy is not right or if I'm rushed or if I'm distracted because of something that happened in the previous session or worried about something that's happening in the next session. What kind of session do you think you'll have with me in that instance? You might get something out of it. There's always something to glean, but it may not have the impact, especially when you are already engaging in coaching that is high level. So if you're hearing that example from me, apply it to yourself. Again, whether you run your own business or and or whether you work in a workplace, when you schedule meetings, if you work for a larger company or organization that has staff in their own departments, scheduling times, having meetings scheduled for them, create a culture of normalizing space and denormalizing, if that's a word, denormalizing the back to back to back to back just for the stats of it. Just because the stats come out and say, oh, we were so productive. The stats say so. When these people don't have time to breathe, let alone shit and eat in between, this is important. (laughs) I hear about it with people who are in call center scenarios, in call center situations or setups and their schedules are it feels like to me super big brothered right because they have personal leave breaks that they have to log or you know they're in a job so they're you know in that kind of leave and it's all accounted for every single minute every single second And the stats are really highlighted as important. And it is dangerous. Because the stats don't tell the story. And the stats stats don't always, in this instance, when it comes to timing things, time statistics 
do not always tell the story of the effectiveness of that time. Of the healthiness of that time. Of the productivity of the time. Or of how the time being spent in that particular way is leading to staff fatigue, absenteeism, burnout, stress, all of the buzzwords. And when it comes to working from home, and I know a lot of people aren't anymore, but when it comes to working from home or working, let's call it in an online world because it is hybrid. Some people are always working from home while others are back in the office, right? So they might be interacting with people working from home. But when it comes to an online world, it is so easy to get caught in the trap of, oh, they're always available because they have to be there and they have to prove that they're there. When instead, look at how you are valuing the time that you need in order to show up fully for a meeting, for a session and be really realistic with it. Be really realistic with it and it will feel maybe scary or harsh even to set that boundary, even if it's not a personal thing to anyone else at all. If you're going, hey, I actually need this much time starting to communicate that, starting to say that can feel really scary and it can feel like we're being harsh to people when we say I'm not available (laughs) there's a catch that happens in our throats when we're not practiced at this but it is so important because we need to if we're not already or if you're not already it's so important to start to prioritize your energy and what you're spending your energy on, what you're absorbing, how you're spending the time, what you are available for, and just as importantly, more importantly in some instances, less importantly in others, depending on what you need to be focusing on, but what you are available for and what you are not available for. It is a key boundary. And we can start with, okay, what do I want? Where am, what's, the, what's the issue? I'm stressed, I'm burnt out, I don't have breathing room. Okay. What do you need more of when it comes to scheduling your time? Start by going, I'm no longer available for X, Y, Z. I am available for, and let that lead you forward. So I hope this is helpful as you begin a new week. If you're listening to this at the beginning of the new week or if you're listening to it after, I hope this is helpful. I hope this helps give you a little more of that spark of empowerment that you get to take with you, that you get to start to feed into and remember it doesn't have to be a battle in communicating it but it does get to be a hey you know what for that meeting I actually need extra time scheduled around it so I'm not available for however long you state it you find decide what that is I'm not available before and after for this long 
notice what it does for your energy levels, for the value of the time that you do spend in said meeting or session, and know that even if it's scary to begin with, we have to start. We have to start setting this new standard. So be well, be courageous, and take care of your energy. Thanks for listening to Get Jashed. If you dig these conversations, please subscribe and share a review. If you want to know more about how you can dive deeper into these topics for yourself, head to j-lee.com.au forward slash courses. You can also follow me on Facebook and YouTube by searching j-leigh and Instagram at j underscore dot leigh to see the full videos of these episodes and keep up to date with what's going on in our world of communication, emotional intelligence and well-being.